It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I had to update. Sorry. Consequence Podcast Network. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tolist, Defender of the Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK, WFPK WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. You know what to do. Like what you see, what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, I am so honored and excited to have Maceo from De La Soul as my guest. We're going to be talking about Oh, let's see here. Uh, Bringing the legendary group's music finally to streaming services, uh, as well as the loss of co-founder Dave. Uh, He's going to detail, Maceo is going to detail what it took to to bring him into the digital age, breaking away from Tommy Boy Records, their ongoing relationship with Damon Auburn and Gorillaz, and one of my favorite moments of the interview, the uh, weed and tequila-fueled night that resulted in the song Feel Good, Inc. Uh, Maze also goes on to discuss uh, the group's next move, which includes the long-in-the-works-and-rumored AOI 3 and live dates with Dave Chappelle and Robert Glasper. And we'll also talk about uh, paying tribute to Dave during the recent Daisy Experience live show as well. It's all that and a whole lot more. This was so much fun. Let's get into it. It's Kyle Meredith with Maceo of De La Soul. Good morning, Kyle. How you doing, man? Congratulations on finally having the music out here in the digital world uh this is feels like i know it's bittersweet but this feels like a really big new moment for you all a very bittersweet moment but uh a a huge moment at the same time yes very huge it's been over 20 plus years the music haven't been available performing it around the planet not being able to share it it's been a bit daunting but we're here and let me, you know, I should throw my condolences out there too. You know, with the, the loss of your friend and bandmate with Dave, uh, is a huge loss for the music community. And uh, you know, we were all thinking about you all uh, right away. Thank you so much. But 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 here we are. You know, here we are. Finally, as you said, twenty years of it not being available. And what is amazing to me is, you know, for for the era that we're in, for the digital era that we're in. Yeah. When you're not there. When, when anyone's not there, it could be like they don't exist in, right. in some senses. But somehow you, that wasn't the case with De La Soul. You almost begin to feel like you're being written out of history, you know, when you're not there. Yeah. 
but your name was around like you didn't like I think that says so much the testament of of the power of your all's music and everything. I, I don't know. I mean, we, we've all sort of been following the story over these past 20 years or whatever, but but take us back a little bit. You know, so the streaming thing happens and and because of the rights of all of the songs and, and the legal issues with labels and, and sampling and all that, we, we know it took a long time. How did we finally get to this point? Uh, getting to this point, it was a company by the name of Reservoir Media that purchased the Tommy Boy catalog and the new owners found it in their heart to make the deal right for us and to be on the right side of history and hip hop culture. And, you know, ultimately felt like for all the work that we put in, we truly deserve to get the rights of our music. So I wanna applaud Reservoir Media for making it correct for us you know, feeling like it was something that we totally deserved. So I truly thank them for that. And not have the rights to your own arts. I mean, I can't think of anything more frustrating for a musician. Well, here, here, here's what I try to tell a lot of artists and people who are on the other side of the spectrum. Um, you know, when you first come into this business, you you come in not knowing anything, just knowing the talent that you have to offer. And you get help navigating through the business through, you know, either hiring an attorney, having a business manager, let alone having both, you know, and also being in a different era in time when let's try to compare it to real estate. When record deals are going around at market value, it was a different market value in the 80s that it is in the late 2000s you know so you know we're not having um all of these uh tools that are existing today that actually lend to bargaining power and to making deals so these are the tools that we didn't have back then and back then you as a teenager we wanted somebody to or needed somebody to invest in our dream so when somebody's investing their money in your dream you got to understand that there's a lot you're going to have to give up for that to happen. And it's like going into any job, any kid going to work for McDonald's or any job or even at the bank, being a teller, you're not going on the first day to become manager. You got to put your time in to be able to get those accolades and make more money. You know, well, for us, that it was just that. But it got to the point where once we earned those accolades, the deal just wasn't really changing significantly. You know, um, there are many times we tried to come back to Tommy Boy throughout the course of our career and negotiate some things. And we've made some headway to get certain things. Even at that time, people would say, hey, go to another label, which that were those were options as well. But when you look around the corner, at different other labels, they're not doing much different than what Tommy Boy is doing either. So they're all in this big pool of uh, what they call standard practice together. Um, at some point, I superseded standard practice. We superseded standard practice. And that's where we reach to this day. But it definitely took a, it should have happened a long time ago. It would have been nice for it to have happened under the Tommy Boy umbrella. Based on the history Tommy Boy has in hip hop culture and the history we shared with them. Um, unfortunately, the business couldn't pursue for it to continue that way, let alone the business had been unfair for years, you know. So to even try to um, sustain some sort of relationship with Tommy Boy had been very difficult. Um, and I don't think it's even possible at this point because we wouldn't even been we wouldn't even be here this day had uh, we made the decision to sign that bad deal. I don't think we would be, yeah, I don't think we would be celebrating this at all. So for the most part, all I can honestly say is it worked out for him, it worked out for Tom, and it worked out for us. You know, he was able to sell the catalog. It was publicizing the media. He 
made about a good hundred million dollars, and I believe um he's okay. He's more than okay. <laughs> so there's I would no, say so. There's, there's no bad blood. Just definitely having to go separate ways so we can succeed just as much as he has. You know. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A S T E P R O allergy.com. That's A S T E P R O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Mace of De La Soul. Well, then, just to have your songs back, to be able to do with them what you want to do with them, and that's got to be everything. On the flip side, it's amazing for the fans to finally have it. It's amazing to look on all the streaming platforms, and it's right there, like, Wow, you know, um, it's amazing that there's a whole uh, new generation that's grown up in hip hop that's getting to experience De La Soul for the actual first time, you know. Um, I have to even admit that by the music not even being available, there was things that my kids weren't even really exposed to, you know. And behind moving so fast through life, Hadn't been so much, hadn't been enough time to sit down and share the music, but it has been recently. In recent days, it's been a, it's been a, um, a real pleasure amongst my family to, to really um, see how the music is available to them, and then they coming back to me, you know, like oh my god, I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> so it's been, it's been actually cool, man. And really? now you can now you can join the ranks of all the other artists in the world that now you you can start complaining about how little money you get from streaming. So. Yeah, now I can complain about the other parts and, and fight for that, right? <laughs> but, no. you know, uh, um, 
least I can be a part of fighting for it for the entire industry. <laughs> Not just us. <laughs> Never ever stop somehow, right? Somehow. Yeah, don't stop. Yeah. You know, they always figure out a way to chisel us. <laughs> uh-huh. But it is, the convenience is nice. I mean, I say this, you know, uh, not just, you know, from a host here, but also on the radio side of what I do, you know, we've been playing De La, you know, but we have to find the discs and sometimes that's easy and sometimes it's not. And sometimes we have to go to, you know, pirate site, you know, we've, we, you have to go that extra mile just to play it. YouTube or what have you, you know, it's even a moment that, you know, we felt the anguish and we even gave the catalog away. Like uh, it was one year we gave it away on a Valentine's Day for about twenty four hours. We found some some Russian site that housed it, <laughs> so it kind of kept us from getting out of trouble because all we did was share it from a site that was already pirating pirating the music. So, but it was a a frustrating moment to know. Like here we had, I think it was around our twentieth anniversary. And it was frustrating, and then we just decided to give it for free, you know, just so, you know, because we were also embarking on a new audience at that time as well by hanging out with the gorillas and to perform with them. And there's a whole audience out there that just can't get the music. That is frustrating, bro. Very frustrating. <laughs> and, and, and let me say, you know, while we're at that moment, too, uh, thank God about the relationship with the gorillas because that has kept uh n- and you know we we played uh tracks from the last album which is you know now about a decade ago too but uh but but having always something coming through with gorillas you know whether it's you know super fast I hear that one playing all the time and I know you're on the newest one too um what has that relationship meant to you I mean you know teaming up with Damon time and time again I think de la is the only other consistent group on a gorilla's albums on their discography more besides the band himself there's a brotherhood that's been developed there we're like family with damon we are family with damon um you know i've spent time with his wife and children right in his home you know this is a, a relationship that the universe put right in our lap you know um i think that's one of those many blessings that have come from the hard work we put in and to be requested by him and then to ultimately be inducted into his family because he just feels there's an energy that he's a part of here, you know? And he really is, you know? He loved our brotherhood. He's seen us fight. <laughs> he's seen us kiss and make up. Uh, you know, I think what he admired about us um, was everything that he could really achieve with his own group, you know? by continuing on as a group member, you know, because a lot of people don't know that's where he really comes from. And then, you know, being a part of the blur and then for the most part, then moving on, doing his own thing. But as you can see, the group thing is a thing for him because he has the gorillas, the ensemble of the gorillas, you know, granted he's the main maestro of the program, but everyone plays a very strong role in that program and um and they're a big family they're a huge family <laughs> they're really huge and you know i remember him saying that the gorillas was like it tended to be like a one-off project and it's been coming back to haunt him just behind the love of the people he worked with you know and he he like us i learned that he's not one to to try to repeat anything. He tries to move on to the next thing. But with this, he can't. It's just something about this. It's just been coming back to haunt him and everyone else for the love and the spirit of the music, though, you know, because he's not like somebody that has to tour, you know. He's not like somebody that needs the money, you know. He's truly out there for artistic value, you know. And I got a lot of love for that. And you, I mean, you all complement each other so well. Again, when I think of De La and I think of Gorillas, I think of you both at the same time. I mean, there's like I said, there's a brotherhood there that I think no one can deny. You know, you can even tell off stage. You know, we, you know, we we we're, we're family, <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing, man, that it happens over the music, man. You know, and we get to make these this, these powerful songs together. 
What's the, I mean, does the process differ when you're working with him than if you were, you know, just, just doing De La stuff? The process is similar. The creative process is very similar. Um, I think uh, no, no idea is a bad idea until we try it, you know? Um, all egos is checked at the door. Everybody is doing their best to make a great song, you know? And he, like us, I, he hears people on songs like instruments, you know? Everybody's vocals technically is an instrument. And that's how he hears the track. So, you know, he comes to people with these ideas. Sometimes it may shift because even with us, when we went to do Feel Good Inc., the initial song was Kids With Guns. And when we were having a conversation about Kids With Guns, I honestly came out and said, hey, man, I think we're forcing it. I said, I don't think this is the record. Kids With Guns, I think we're actually... We're not really collaborating. We're just featuring on the record. It's like Gorillaz featuring Daylight. We really need to do like a collaboration, you know, where we both artistically show our, our flavor. And sure enough, after a lot of weed and tequila, <laughs> Phil Gidding came up. Dave's rhyme, his Dave's rhyme on the song is a spoof of of uh, Doodle Brown by Luke Skywalker. If you really listen to the rhyme pattern and some of the, the, the cadence, the rhyme pattern, and some of the lines that don't stop, get it, get it. That's all a little bit of Luke Skywalker, Doodle Brown. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> in, in, in thanks to Weed and Tequila, we have one of the biggest songs of that entire decade of this side of the millennium. Yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah. That's how it's killer, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Sometimes that's all it takes, right there. That's yeah, noted. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm tequila, you know. A little smoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love, you know, that collaboration. I, I, I love seeing what you guys do. You know, uh, the, the Anonymous Nobody was such a fantastic record right there. And, and everything that's came along with it. And, you know, and I want to bring up the celebration, too, because you guys just did uh, the Daisy Experience. That was the, the live on stage. And <laughs> I just watched it. So I watched it last night. I went back to YouTube. I watched the whole thing. And what an incredible night that must have been. How the stage didn't collapse. That's the first impressive part. Whoops, <laughs> <laughs> the hall holds up pretty tight. Yeah, it does. Those years, yeah. The architecture's great. <laughs> yeah. What What was that experience like for you? I mean, I was going to ask what the backstage was like, but I'm pretty sure the backstage was on the stage from from all from everything that it looked like. Very bittersweet moment, you know. Um, seeing everybody that we pretty much grew up with in this business, people that we even helped out, you know, um, when they came a little bit later, like a common or whoever, you know or Talib Kweli, all, all of those people are definitely, you know, our comrades and our family members in this business. I mean, I think people really are, one thing I think people are aware of are, are our relationships with the people that we worked with and um, how they stood the test of time, you know, and all those people that were there. It was a beautiful feeling. It was a sad moment at the same time. You know, that was supposed to be our grand old release date, which ended up turning into a memorial service for Dave. Um, we almost didn't do it, um, but I'm glad we did it. It was um, it was Paz who definitely put the battery in my back to be like, yo, Mace, we got to make this happen. And the image he put in my mind to... To, to make me feel like we needed to do that was um, he was like, look, man, we're going to celebrate Dave's life like that scene in Beach Street with Ramon. And when he said that, I was like, I had more tears. And I was like, yes, that has to happen. Because we always made references to Beach Street or Wild Style or, you know, something of that era. There's, there's a big homage to that era from De La Soul. It's just a, what we really grew up on, what really inspired us, what really gave us chills to be even, to be even, to want to even be a part of this thing called hip hop, you know? So, and to, to reflect on that scene in the movie, 
It was a sad moment, but bittersweet moment because it was a New Year's Eve party that they were looking to celebrate with their boy Ramon, who was one of the biggest graffiti artists, you know. And yeah, Dave was our graffiti artist. Dave was our Ramon. Dave was the one who did all the our haircuts. Dave is the one who actually drew the plug sign, you know, his his artistic value in this group is top tier, very top tier. He had the bird's eye view of, of this group, you know, the, the one that always brought something a little more quirky and different and unique, but funky. And we'll be right back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Mace of De La Soul. I mean, one of the things I always loved about you all is the melody and soul that you brought to every song. Because you know, there, there, hip hop, you know, was great, and 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 for what you know, you also brought to rap, but it was more than that. There was this soul in every song. There was this melody in every song, and I think that's what, for me, also makes you one of the greatest. You know, that you all pull off. Thank you, man. And the music was uh, inspiring. The things we grew up on, the things we listened to, the things our parents played, and then, then to continue on, uh, just learning more music and implementing other types of styles and sounds, and you know, continuing to build this collage art, you know, of music that you know we either grew up on or we had the pleasure of traveling different countries and learning different styles and bringing it back home and and trying to implement it in our body of work it shows it does i, I was just also thinking i have the beat street cassette right over my shoulder i can't grab it but it's so close the soundtrack to that <laughs> gotta clap that up right there he got the cassette that's nice <laughs> right over there if i could only grab it from where i am but uh yes yeah that night was like it was almost like the scene out of Wild Style and, and and Beach Street, you know. Definitely the the vibe and the energy of of you know the you know Morning Dave that part feeling like feeling like Ramon passed away, and then the other side of it was feeling like we were performing live at the Amphitheater, you know, Wild Style Part Two with all that energy on stage with the performances. Um, and the highlight of the night for me was Latifa and Moni, because I haven't saw that in years. I think the last time I saw them together was like 91, you know? And they sounded great. They sounded great. I didn't expect it. Like what I was I was saying before the interview that, uh, you know, when, when I was watching it online, like I hadn't read a review I didn't look to see if there was a set list. I just kind of went into it blind as if I'd, you know, been on the floor that night. Mm-hmm. And they walk in, you're like, oh my God, is this going to happen? And sure enough. It, it, we all walked into it kind of blind because it was something completely different was supposed to happen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that happened. Yeah. I looked up, I think it was D Nice or Stretch Armstrong. One of them threw on ladies first and it took off from there. And I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I see Moni do the backup vocals on, I think it was me, myself, and I, and pause every time, would break down laughing almost uh-huh. at that uh-huh. moment. It was so fun to watch. <laughs> uh, love Moni. So, my little... so what happens next? I mean, is is that the big question here? I mean, is there vault stuff? Is there AOI 3 that we're finally going to, I mean, what happens next? Oh, AOI 3 is definitely, it's going to take precedent. It's, it's happening. AOI 3 is is going to be the very next thing. Um, that's a responsibility that um, we have to our fans, a responsibility we even have to ourselves with completing that trilogy. And um, it pretty much, st- it always stood on my shoulders, but it was um, 
something that had to take place after we did all of this, you know, because what was the sense of doing AOI three and one and two is not available. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That makes sense. So it was a lot of little pebbles in the road that we had to kick out the way so we could get to get back to some of this. Um, AOI three was always the, the plan even before Dave passed. So it still has to happen. The same time, we have a responsibility to continue on just to sustain his legacy and what we've built as three childhood friends. And we have a responsibility to hip hop, you know, to be a part of something that had to be a force to be reckoned with, you know, throughout music culture, you know, one of the youngest genres in music, the youngest genre in music. You know, I have to, I have to do it the same way. I have to do it till I die. Yeah. I, I mean, is this stuff you guys have, I mean, was some of it already recorded or are you starting fresh on it? Um, so A lot of stuff is fresh. A lot of stuff is fresh. There's a couple of ideas I've been sitting on for a while. Nothing had lyrics on it. Um, The stuff that had lyrics on it, we already kind of leaked it. That was the return of the DST the Chuck D record, um, uh, uh, the people. The other one was uh, was uh, that we leaked was the return of the Wu. We used the Wu Tang sample, the the skit, the U the Wu Tang skit. Those three records pretty much were supposed to be a part of AOI three. And then there's another record that was done that we haven't released, but I'm gonna put it on the record because it holds up. It's a song called Rise that we have with Yummy. Yeah, and it has a real disco roller skating vibe. And I think that's going to fit really nice. <laughs> and then the new stuff that I have that, you know, that's been coming up is feeling real good. Really. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. It. I mean, seriously, of course, I can't wait to hear it. You know, we're all fans. We're all greedy fans. And we just want, we want, and we want. And thank God you guys keep giving. Every time I play the. Every time I do my Twitch show, when I do a um when I do a DJ a Daylight set, I play the Yummy record. I will play that one. Yeah, that one is actually um that one is um produced by Minnesota. I don't know if you know who Minnesota is. Um, Minnesota is um he produced some stuff for Most Def back in the day, but he's from a group called Money Boss Players. Um, and that was uh. It was him, Lord Tariq, and Peter Guns, and somebody else, and they were known as Money Boss Players. They also had a they had a record with Biggie back in the day. Uh, I think it was called Time or something like that, or Big Time. I think it's called Big Time. Incredible record, incredible, like one of the hottest underground hip hop records. Literally, I, I got some <laughs> homework to do after this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, Money Boss Players from all of them well i'll be looking forward to uh to all of it to, to aoi3 and uh and of course again it's just so nice having the back catalog there um kind of just listening to uh to actually fallen is what i was listening to before we did the interview today that's judgment, judgment night soundtrack yeah <laughs> that was fun that was fun i so remember with the teenage fan club is that right yeah that, that was a lot of fun meeting up for the first time and trying to figure it out that was really cool yeah, it's a fun one to go back to. Uh, Macy, thank you so much for continuing to do what you do. Uh, congratulations again on on finally, uh, as you all said in the in the Daisy Experience Live show of landing that plane uh, to get to this point. Um, and I'm so excited to hear that you're you're going forward. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna see us on stage. We're getting ready to move around with Dave Chappelle a little bit. We're getting ready to move around with Robert Glasper a little bit. So you'll definitely see us on stage you know, trying to keep things going, keep the light on with the daylight light and represent Dave's legacy, man. If we stop, he stops. So that's just how it got to go. I want to thank you because that smile on your face lets me know you've been down for a minute. So <laughs> I appreciate that smile, you know, and, you know, telling your audience and whoever's checking for you about daylight, man. I really appreciate that, man. And because 
Because that sound in your voice says, Dela means something to you. So thank you, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always will. And I mean that. I seriously mean that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Macy, thank you so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Same way. Have a good day, bro. And again, thanks to Maceo there. So it was back in uh, 2016, I think uh, 2016, right? When uh, when De La released their most recent album and the anonymous Nobody. Uh, I got to catch up with Dave at that point. So I want to include that interview here for you as well. It's part two of Kyle Meredith with De La Soul. Hi, Kyle. This is Dave of De La Soul. I'm loving the new record. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Appreciate that, man. Where does this album start? Because... I don't know if you want to call it the comeback record, but because it's been a little while, it kind of by default becomes the comeback record. I guess people can consider it a comeback record, uh, obviously just because of the time lapse um, since our last release. But um, I, I guess the way we worked is, is to never force anything or be on some sort of schedule. The uh, the opportunity to have our own schedule uh, fell in our laps because we basically aren't signed uh, to any label or any deal or any have any um obligation to any company corporation etc um uh so you know we take our time with the music and uh this album just came at a good time where it just felt good to uh follow the flow of uh recording and release something so yeah that's pretty much where it came from actually you know i mean using that word comeback and everything and I don't know. Maybe it's because I live. I mean, I mostly live my life in generically. I'll say the rock and roll world or or whatever. Uh, but it seems harder to do what you guys are doing in hip hop than it does. I mean, if any genre boasts being a young man's game, you know, it it, it seems hip hop with 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 everything, the bravado and everything that comes along with it. But like, right. I don't get that with you guys at all. That you're having any trouble getting people to pay attention <laughs> or to find the creative fire. Uh, man, I, I think there's a there's a story behind what we do. Um, obviously, a history as well behind what we do. And, and you're so right. It's funny, you know. I'm just thinking about it now. It's like, you know, you see a, 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 a classic, legendary rock and roll band. Um, you know, if the headlines are they're coming back, it's it's important. It's big. Um, it's anticipated. And I think um, sometimes, you know, with hip hop, you know, we're in in this genre where hip hop is young, it, it's about what's vibrant and what's happening right now with the youth. And, you know, you don't usually always see, you know, the uh, classic legendary or old schoolers, if you want to call them that, call us that, um, like, you know, get this big, you know, um, I guess, uh, anticipated moment. Um, we're trying to find our way through, you know, what's happening on, on radio and popularity to get, get back in there. But I, I think people, you know, know about De La's history. We come and do, you know, what we do. It's not going to sound or compete in any way with anything else that's happening out there. So I think the interest is, is about, you know, what new is going to come out of this? What, 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 what's going to be interesting about this project? And I, I'm, I'm glad that's how people see our, if you want to call it comeback. I mean, I, there, there's sort of a revival from the era, you know, that you guys, you know, really hit big from those early '90s. I mean, that revive, you know, it's always cyclical music, and and that's come around again. But you know, what you're doing right now, you know, whereas opposed to some folks would take advantage of that and be like, okay, let's come back out and let's do that sound and let's, you know, right. do the life right. again. Like this isn't that record, right? This is not a nostalgia trip. Like I don't get that from the record. No, it definitely isn't. This is this is the platform we've always been on. Move forward. You know, the last thing that we did was great, you know, as well as it was received. Let's move forward and try something new. Um, we're, not, we're not those daisy age, you know, day glow color flower power kids that we were in the late 80s into the 90s. Uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, adult men with families, you know, are still appreciating the art and the culture and trying to do new music. Um, this record is a far cry from anything we've done in the past, just uh, even the way we recorded this album, the process of you know, um, recording live musicians and sampling from live musicians, as well as subject matter. We're, you know, we're, we're in our you know, mid-40s, and we're talking about different things. So. And I mean, I guess the content has really sort of always been what you guys are about. I mean, the music's always been fun. And and you guys have done a great job at that, but you know it's it's digging in, and it's not just 
you know, some fun hooks that people can sing along to for 20 minutes and then forget it for 20 right. years or whatever. Right. <laughs> and I, I don't know, like, where did you guys go for when you went for the words on this? Because there's a lot happening in the world right now. I mean, there's, there's you know... We've always been, I guess, a, a band, a rap group that you can say, you know, uh, we're about, you know, uh, commentary of where we are in our lives and, and, and where the world is. Um, and there is a lot happening, but I don't think we dive into that. Again, we've been recording this record for the last three years, so uh, you can imagine there's been a lot that we could have talked about um, um, that's happening in the world stage right now. Uh, we didn't address this. We didn't address, you know, what's happening in politics or socially or what have you. We talked about our experience in, in, in making this record. I think we talked about, you know, our lives at the moment when we were making this record. Also, just trying to be creative as well and just do some creative things, which have nothing to do with the climate of what's going on around us or in our environment. This record was more so uh, subject matter. You know, we we sat down and whatever felt good or felt like it made sense, we obviously pursued. But the, I think for the most part, this record is really concentrated on the music or and and the style and the sound and the instruments and uh, the procedure in which, you know, we made these songs. Um, it isn't really about uh, subject matter. It isn't really about, you know, words into this record, although... You know, I think that's something that we do naturally. I, you know, if you want to call it, I think we do. We are like poets. We are. We do like to sit down and write clever things, cool things, fun things. But the main concentration on this record, again, I think, is musically the production, the instruments, the musicians, the amazing musicians that we play with a band by the name of the Rhythm Roots All Stars out of L.A. Um, it's basically more about the sonic aspect of it, the, the, the musical aspect of it. And and you guys are seriously doing some new things. I mean, when I listen to Drawn, you know, right. and, and you've got Little Dragon there, I mean, yeah. geez, it's, you know, the, the the sound coming from that is even almost unique for her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a song like Drawn is, you know, it's a beautiful example. It's like, uh, there was, you know, you, you, you're a hip-hop group, you enjoy hip-hop, we listen to you know, the old stuff as well as the new stuff with fans of the Big Sean's and the Little Wayne's and, 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 and the Drake's and everybody else. Um, and then we'll revert back to KRS One and Public Enemy and Tribe Call Quest with fans of all of it. But this record had it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't indicate that that's what the space that we were in. Um, when you have groups like Little Dragon and uh, David Byrne and, and Damon Auburn, um and, you know, people like that on the record. I mean, we wanted to go as far as having, you know, folks like Willie Nelson and, and Axl Rose. If we would have had an opportunity to work with him, we wanted him on this record. And so many others um, that would kind of fit the space that we were in. The Little Dragon record is a perfect example of it. you got a song that's about over four or five minutes long. And it has uh, maybe a 16-bar rhyme way at the end. And then before all of that, it builds up from this, you know, this beautiful piece of music to this amazingly emotional piece of music and then into hip hop. Um, so I think the space that we were in was just being, just experimenting. Mm -hmm. We've never worked with a band. We've never worked with live musicians in that capacity. Uh, so for us, this was, this is all experimentation. But once again, with Dayla not being afraid to land where it goes, you know, this doesn't have to sound like a hip-hop record. If it sounds beautiful, if it sounds good, you know, let's keep going with it. And I, I want to talk about that band, too, because, you know, famously in the past, you guys were really sample-heavy with your music and, and all the legalities that come with that. We can talk about later if we want to. But, but here you are working with a band. You know, what do you do? Do you go into it and just let everybody jam and start finding your way in it? Do you, you know, reference some classic sound and say, let's, let's try to go for that? What do you do? Right. Well, I mean, I hear that, and that's the perfect that's the perfect place to start. Like, what do we do? How do we communicate what we have in our minds and what we feel? The first thing, the first step that we took was brought in a good friend of ours, Super Dave West, who's been recording for us. I mean, producing for us for quite some time now. Into the picture, he is a you know straight out of the church you know drummer and knows about music and knows about instruments and how to 
musically direct a group of people, and we needed that. We needed the way to uh, a, a bridge to communicate to these musicians what we would like to hear, what we want. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know what you know different terms were, whether it be verbatim or, or, or whatever it might have been. We didn't we didn't know how to communicate to a band what we'd like to hear, where we would like to go. So we bring in someone who can actually be a voice who knows about our hip hop background and also knows about, you know, live instrumentation. And we bring that voice in to be a liaison, to be able to talk back and forth with the band and tell them and get what we want out of it. And then we bring in a talented group of people who we worked with for the last 10 years into a studio and we do allow them to jam. It did begin with us saying, hey, we want a beat like this, or we'd like to do a hip-hop uh, opera, and we'd like to do that. And it did start that way, but it just didn't feel right. It, it didn't, it, we felt like we was making, trying to make songs, opposed to allowing musicians to play where we can sample from. And that's, that's what happened. It was like, you know, let these guys just jam. Get them into a studio, and hey, there's six of us now, there's a drummer here, a guitar player, a bass and there's a trumpet here. Okay, well, go in there and just do whatever. Here's the tempo, record, and let's record it as long as we can, as long as you guys, you know, feel good about it and keep keep it rolling. Yeah. And then from that stuff, we went back and listened and picked out a horn or picked out a major section or used a longer piece or chopped a, a bass line up or snatched a snare, et cetera, et cetera. And that, I mean, that's got to be so freeing creatively because uh, any artist, and, and I'm saying be, it, beyond any genre, it doesn't matter the genre, when you're in the game, as long as you guys have done it, it's so easy to just s- lose the flame, to stop caring whatever it is, yeah. you know, to stop trying and, and to be able to find new tricks. I mean, that's got to feel great. That's true. That's true. I think, you know, I, I, I believe that's a part of why it took us 10 years plus understanding it, accepting it and allowing it to be, you know, we don't, we don't know what that, what that spark is yet. It hasn't happened. The fire isn't there. We haven't felt something new from us. We haven't, we haven't felt, you know, that, you know, turn of the turn of the corner or the next page. It just hasn't happened yet during those 10 years. It just didn't happen. And out of nowhere, it, it, it started forming. It started taking place, and that's when you realize, hey, I think we have an idea here. I think we got, I think we got something good going. Like this feels, this feels really good. And you don't say you're recording a record. I don't think we said, okay, let's let's put out an album. I think it was more like, hey, let's concentrate on this direction, this feeling, this vibe right here. Let's not push it. But hey, can we get into the studio again tomorrow and try something again? Cool. Okay, tomorrow comes. Hey, man. Yeah, how about we book like three more days? It, that's how it started taking place. And I think it's a natural thing um, and a good feeling to know that something is happening naturally. We've never, ever been wanted to be the guys who are forced or even inspired by what's taking place or what's feeling like we should do or what everybody else is doing. We've always wanted those few people, people to be, we always wanted to be the people who just catch a vibe in our own world, in our own language, and in our own time, and really concentrate on something that feels good. I'm so glad it happened the way that it happened. I mean, you know, I, I know there was no one probably knocking down your door saying, you know, as you said, you're, you're not on a contract. There's no one saying you have to have a right. soul record coming out right now, and if this is what it right. took to get here, you know, so be it. Because, again, uh, this is easily one of your finest records. And I know it's, it's, you know, completely crappy to always compare to your past or something like that, but, yeah, but you know, you've, you've done it. Like not everybody could do that. I love it, man. I love what you guys are doing and I hope you guys keep doing it for another, you know, 30, 50, 70 years, whatever it is. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. And I love it too. I, I have to say, you know, this record is definitely something special. It, it isn't any, like anything we've done so far. And, the experience alone, not like okay, we got we got banging tunes, we got we got some good joints. Not special in that sense, uh, special in, in regards to the journey. It's something that you know, just peel back some more of the layers and and allowed us to learn and grow. Like to sit down in a room with musicians and see how this really works and 
maybe get a glimpse of what it might have been like in the room with Parliament and Funk, Funk, Funkadelic, what it might have been in the room with Prince, or what it might have been like in the room with Ohio players, how musicians come together and there is a magic that happens when people are free and just give themselves to a moment and just freely just give. That's what, that's what the whole concept of the anonymous nobody is, that individual who just gives for the greater good and, and, and isn't worried about, you know, what they're going to get out of it. I'm just going to give you something special from me. And, and if you could use it, let's use it. If we could learn from it, let's learn from it or grow from it. And that's what, that's, that's what was the great experience with this record. That's why I say it's special. That's beautiful. Uh, you going to take the band out on the road? Yes, man. That's, like, that's the plan, man, to really, to really concentrate on an amazing production of you know, this album and let people see it. We don't want to do a big tour where it's you know, 35 cities or anything like that. Like maybe nine or ten special cities you know, and put together this amazingly you know, music production and, and give you guys a great show. Awesome. I can't wait, Dave. Thank you so much for talking today. And uh, again, thanks for this album uh, and, and everything else. Thanks so much for listening, man, and, and, and appreciate it, bro. Appreciate right. it so much. And my thanks, De La Soul, all the entire, the entire catalog is now on uh, any streaming service that you would like. And it sounds like an album on the way as well. So thanks to Maze. Thanks to you for checking out the episode. Before you get out, I do hope you hit that subscribe button. Again, you'll get three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover the new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And then head to WFPK.org because that's where I do a show Monday through Friday starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots. That's uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. Have a good day, bro. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.